everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of TNW, then, now, whatever, the wrestling podcast. We are not in a sound studio in Bolton College at the minute because it's shut for some reason. <laughs> I'm your host, insert moniker here, Duncan Joyce. I'm joined, as I will be as ever, by the hardest working man in show business, Kyle Cambray. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, yeah. I'm excited for the rumble and stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to finally get this podcast up and running. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. It has, yeah. So, we're on the fast lane to fast lane. So, fast lane is literally tomorrow as we are recording this. So, let's dial it back a little bit to last month and the Royal Rumble and see how things came into play there. So, uh, oh, I've not got the date. January something or other, <laughs> 2016, from the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Did you see the Amway logo, by the way? No. It looked remarkably like WWE's logo. It's <laughs> like an A, and there's like a little line under it that looks exactly like WWE. 15,170 fans in attendance. Uh, yeah, Orlando, Florida, after two straight years of running the Rumble in smart towns and seeing the fans turn against the match, they decided to counteract this by running the event in another smart town. Let's see how it goes. Uh, did you catch the pre-show, Kyle? Um, I did catch the pre-show. What did you make of it? Anything of note? I don't really like the pre-shows. Um, number no. one, because Booker T's on it. And Booker <laughs> T frustrates the hell out of me. And especially the Royal Rumble pre-show with Jerry Lawler on it. Um, oh, yes. The mystery pick. The mystery pick is my pick. The mystery pick. Please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a few things. I thought it was refreshing. For once, it wasn't sponsored by Mountain Dew Kickstart. <laughs> So, but, but, unfortunately, we were missing the do the do commercials. Yep. Yep. Can, you know, like, the kind of like bit in South Park, like, that sounds like that to me. There was a dodgy line from Renee as well. She said something like, it's time to set the tone and let the top tots be known. <laughs> what? <laughs> Having unfortunate flashbacks to that Roman Reigns Tater Tots promo. Yeah, yeah. She also completely busks kayfabe, calling the team of Jack Swagger and Mark Henry a weird team. Yeah. Spoilers, guess who's winning? Yeah. Actually, going to that team up of Jack Swagger and Mark Henry, mm. you knew Mark Henry was going to win that match just because a few hours before, he actually tweeted to say that this is going to be my last Royal Rumble match. So oh, we spoilers. Knew, we knew he would win the tag team match hours before the match. Yeah. Maybe they need to stop tweeting. You miss out on some stuff. Like, have you ever seen Kevin Owens' Twitter feed? Yeah. It's amazing. Just troll <laughs> shut down Central. Like, if I could block your kid, I would. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you mentioned Jerry Lawler on the pre-show. Bit of a demotion here, grand. But, unfortunately, realising he has one hour to work with instead of three, he empties out his joke book. Callisto's so short, his mask smells of feet. Last time Booker T got a prediction right, Ric Flair was the most promising newcomer. I saw Rich Brennan yell into an envelope and say he was making a voicemail. <sighs> yeah, some of the other segments. Did you see the hall of League of Nations? Yes. How pathetic is that? They just look like they're standing around in the food court at a shopping mall or something. Like, oh yeah, how's it going, lads? The one good thing to come of it, though, was Rusev calling Callisto... A little Mexican chicken. <laughs> Love Rusev. They looked at past Royal, uh, Royal Rumble wins. Oddly, they looked at Batista's 2014 win and not his 2005 one. 
So the one where everyone turned on the match, like, go away, boo. Yeah. Yeah, they, they booked that wrong. Completely wrong. Definitely. Um, just having some guy come in who's been away for such a long time and just say, yeah, you can come back to WWE and you can also win the Rumble. Mm. I mean, don't get me I was actually quite interested in seeing Batista back, but the night he returned, like the Raw beforehand, and I saw... Oh, they're setting up with Orton. Like well, we've seen that before, and yeah. you know he he doesn't need to be in the title picture either. No, the social outcasts were in the social media lounge, appropriate enough. Or as Josh from Tough Enough put it, hashtag social jobbers. <laughs> Not much happened here. They take the mick out of Rose's pronunciation of fit. Their stick is they all squabble, and Bo keeps the peace. And there's lots of bullying of Rich Brennan. <sighs> be a star. <laughs> the show featured one match it was a fatal four way tag team match where the winners would get two spots in the Royal Rumble so it was with Dudley Boys versus The Ascension versus random pairing Damien Sandow and what was his name Darren Young yeah Darren Young, Darren yeah, Young yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. versus random pairing number two Mark Henry and Jack Swagger loved it at the start at the entrance Young tried to get Sandow to do the millions of dollars dance yeah ace crowd really into Sandow yeah, or as at I am Gix on Twitter put it, millions of scholars. Pretty good. The, their outfits almost sort of matched as well. Yeah. Like, Young's knee pads were the same colour as the rest of Damien's outfit. Did you see how high up Connor's tights were? How does he have any manoeuvrability at all? With the... So far up his jacksy is incredible. I don't understand how it moves. As usual, this match was completely and utterly derailed by a lengthy WWE Network commercial. Swagger tagged in Devon at one point. Why Why on earth would you tag in anyone who's not your own partner in this match? Yeah, I, I never understand in the in a, any Fatal 4-Way tag, you, you tag in an opponent. Yes, it's mm. great to have a rest, but you would just tag your own opponent. Yeah. Uh, your own uh, partner. Your own partner, sorry. yeah. It doesn't make sense. I've never understood why they don't have a fatal four-way tag where there are four legal men in all time like one from each team yeah that'd make a lot more sense to me that'd be very hard to to map out the match I guess yeah you, two guys in there you get a rhythm going all the time and stuff and, yeah 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 okay the best spot of a match though so fans are chanting sexual chocolate at Mark Henry so he swivels his hips and it gets a pop and Bubba's just asking him what the hell was that? <laughs> the closing stretch, an absolutely huge clusterfuck. Young eats the wallop. Victor gets 3D'd. Connor stands around like a numpty, doesn't interrupt the tag. Swagger pulls Bubba off of the cover, locks in the Patriot lock, and Henry splashes him. Then Henry tries to pin Bubba, even though he's not the legal man, and then remembers, oh no, wait, your Ascension fella is a legal man still, so pinned him instead. So uh, the winners were... Jack Swagger and Mark Henry, uh, 7 minutes, 58 seconds. Pretty forgettable match. Naturally, the ex-world champions win. Bump the credibility in the Rumble. Yeah, naturally. We already, like I said before, we already knew that they were going to win, which kind of took the edge off me wanting to watch the match. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I did watch the match. <laughs> so, on to the main show. We open with Vince and Steph arriving in the limo. All jolly, making quips about the weather. It's cold in Orlando. It's something cold in Orlando. 
Vince crouches down to Jojo's level and mockingly motivates Roman to make history. Steph, again, very facetious here, says, Roman has the same opportunity as everybody else. Vince with another choice quote, I love this night almost as much as I love me. What do you make of having Vince McMahon back? I I like Vince. I miss Vince. Mm. I need Vince every Monday night. Yeah, he I, it definitely did a lot more, a lot more good for Roman than Stephanie. I'll cut your balls off, McMahon does. Yeah, I think it's it's bringing that attitude sense back. Mm-hmm. I know we'll never get the attitude era back, but having Vince back in it, it, it almost mirrors the the Austin Vince feud that they had. So it, it's good. On, yeah. Like you say on Roman's part, it, it's good to have Vince back. Definitely. So the opening video had a lot of marble wrestlers doing other people's moves and gets over the one versus all concept. Infamy, infamy, they've all got it, infamy. Will the Roman Empire crumble? We'll find out. Our opening contest is the last man standing match for the Intercontinental Championship. It's the champion Dean Ambrose defending against Kevin Owens. What do you make of this match opening this show? I'm more of a fan of the Intercontinental belt now than I was. Mm. So I don't think it should have opened the show. I think it's much more important than that. And I I think they seem to forget that for us growing up, well, for the for the adults now growing up, the Intercontinental belt was huge. You know, we had Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, you know, who made the, the belt massive. And now it's kind of turned into a United States belt in mm. a sense. But I, I enjoyed the match and it lived up to everything that I wanted it to live up to. So, yeah, fine. We put it put it on first and just show them what they can do. Yeah, it's always important to start with a pretty hot opening. But my thoughts were this might be a bit of a heavy match to start with. Yeah. You know, lots of violence is setting, setting the bar a little bit too high. This is a really major feud. What, what do you make of both guys? Are you fans of both of them? I'm not a fan of Ambrose. I was a fan of I was a fan of Shield Ambrose. Yeah. This whole asylum Ambrose, I don't know. If he's gonna do the insane, he he needs to go completely insane. Mm. He's like a PG Sandman. He's like about a, the beer yeah, and he's, the he's smokes like a, and the He's like a Sandman for the kids. That's interesting. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's the way that I see Ambrose. I think it's it's all or nothing. No, oh, that's interesting. No, I, I really like him. I've not got huge problems with his gimmick, and he delivers in the ring all the time. Yeah, the fans just seem to have this natural like affinity and sympathy for him. They're not going to have like another Daniel Bryan for at least several years, but you know, they're... we'll get onto that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, I noticed as well at the start. There's a French announce table. So immediately, like, going into this style of match, I was worrying for them. Like, you're not going to last night, lads. <laughs> good luck with that. Okay, so they start off with a really hot brawl. It's good. I'm sick and tired of seeing these matches where there's this deep hatred with people. And they're like, okay, let's wrestle, you know. They kind of mess up an Irish whip. So Kevin tries to improvise and tell him, oh, no, 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 you're going my way. Suicide dive early. And did you see the bump Owens took? over the announce table to flatten Michael Cole yep. loved it 
Yeah, and if, if you notice when he when he does the landing, he doesn't do the landing properly, so he pulls Michael with him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's got like pie faces, his glasses off. I loved it. Yeah, again, this whole be a star thing. You don't really see commentators getting bullied, no, or anything like that. As soon as Cole gets back on commentary, he's like playing cheerleader Frambos when he's whacking him <laughs> with a kendo stick. Super kick and cannonball through the barricade on the outside by Owens. That draws holy shit's chance. That's a great spot. Interesting use of the kendo stick here. Kevin Owens snaps it in half and like rams the splinters into Dean's stomach. Yeah, it's it's not a thing that you, you normally see. Like the, the kendo stick thing bugs me anyway because I just think it's one of them that it's supposed to be this PG... I don't know. They, they can't use the chairs now with the headshots. Mm. But the kendo sticks is absolutely allowed and you, you probably get more pain off the kendo sticks than you would a chair in in a sense. Because they're not proper chairs, are they? So, yeah, the kendo thing annoys me. And the, it, they are overused now. It's like, right, mm. we can't get a chair. Let's get a kendo stick. Yeah. Yeah, this PG era, there's definitely like five weapons of choices anytime there's a hardcore match or anything. Yeah. Oh, speaking of chairs, and here come the pretzels. <laughs> Throw like a dozen chairs in the ring. And after a nasty chair shot, Kevin decides to take a seat and put his feet up on another chair as Dean gets counted out. Yeah. Somewhere around Twitter, Melissa Joan Hart is going mental. <laughs> They set up a little bridge of chairs, you know, they're like stacked up against each other, and uh, Owens winds up getting backdropped through it. Then Takata, he impressively catches Dean's suicide dive and rams him into the apron and then the steps. That draws this is awesome chance. Dean only gets up at eight from that. Yeah, what do you make of like last man standing matches, just in general really? The count gets on and people stay down for longer than usual. What do you, did that irritate you a bit? Or? Yeah. I think they need to be careful with what they do. They need to be smart because there's there's some points that, yes, I know that they, they map the match out, but there's some points in it where they, they tend to stay down longer for a move that's not necessarily would keep you down that long. Yeah, yeah, like it would be a near fall in a regular match. And yeah. I suppose, like, in kayfabe, they're staying down because they can afford to stay down. Like, yeah. they don't have to expend their energy to get up at two or whatever yeah they can, they can afford to take a rest and the guy will leave them alone because they want to win yeah I, also, I I think last man standing matches again just going back to the attitude here <laughs> they used to use the building like as a whole not just the yeah. ring whereas I think now it, last man standing matches it, it's just a ring match it's not you know be creative go out there and <laughs> you know you've got the whole arena yeah, I suppose that's the thing with the sets all being the same for every single show now. Yeah. Like, you used to get TLC and there'd be chairs hanging from the walls and people rip them off and stuff, and interesting things that's like that had happened. Weird Barrett against Cena. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. Yeah. And who come the pretzels? <laughs> Literally buried him. Yeah. Sod Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. The biggest feud in this match is Kevin Owens versus some random smark in the front row. <laughs> He starts telling him, Go eat your Thanksgiving dinner, fatso. <laughs> Owens retorts, Thanksgiving's in November, moron. <laughs> then this smirk is just utterly relentless. It's like, I like your tattoo. It looks like the rocks. And he starts singing O Canada to him. And then, oh, I kind of think you're wasting your time right now. Because he's setting up this double stack of tables outside. 
Yeah. So he tries to superplex Dean Ambrose through that double stack of tables, but Dean blocks and throws a chair at his face, a la Sabu, and it stays on his face forever. Yeah, so he just like pin the tail <laughs> on the donkey one. <laughs> Super kick from Owens, pop up power bomb. It's counter with a hurricane runner. And Ambrose hits for dirty deeds. Oh, that was a nice sequence. Owens gets up at eight, so Ambrose hits another one on the steel chair. And then oh, Owens in full troll mode rolls out of the ring to break the count at nine. I love that. Cheap way out. That draws fight, Owens fight chance. Elbow dropped through the table by Dean. That was nasty. Did you see when Dean went through the table, the back of it like yeah. popped right back yeah, into his head? Yeah. Oh, that looked ugly. So they're, un- they're unplanned. Like there's a few times that that's happened mm-hmm. and you just kind of feel for the guy who's gone through the table. Yeah. It's like, ouch. Yeah, you, you never quite know where they're going to break precisely in that, I guess. Yeah. Both men have to get up at, at eight. They get back in the ring and there's this cute little... I hate you moment. Like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> I hate you too. <laughs> You're five years old or something. Another table gets set up in the ring. Owens blocks a superflex attempt by Ambrose and hits the fisherman buster through the table. And Dean gets up at nine, but he had to crawl on the broken bits of the table to get up. I love that. Pop up power bomb and Dean gets up at nine again, but he collapses immediately after. Good, good, good. Love this selling. Owens makes a double wide chair bridge. Uh, he tries to moonsault Ambrose through it, but Dean shoves him off and through the double stack of tables outside, and that's enough to keep Owens down for the 10. So, your winner and still champion, Dean Ambrose, 20 minutes 21. Oh, yeah, what did you make of the match, General? I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said before, I'm not a fan of Ambrose, but I did enjoy the match. Really like Kevin Owens. Mm. Followed Kevin Owens all the way through NXT. Huge, huge, huge star in the making. He, he's going to be big. He is big already. In, yeah. In some sense. Yeah, well, yeah, in some sense, but I, I'm, I mean, like, you're world champion big. Yeah. He's, he will, he will get there pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. You, you can't, if you look at all the ex NXT champions that have come up on the main roster, I mean, apart from Rollins, he's probably the one that's kept his credibility the most, I think. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have said Bo Dallas had been NXT champion. Oh, he's so you don't believe do you Kyle I don't believe (laughs) yeah I love this match I get it's this whole oh someone set up some plunder and guess what you're going through it kind of deal but I don't care they fought like they hated each other it was really good really aggressive so since then what's been happening with Kevin Owens he's he started a feud with Dolph Dolph frustrates me not on Dolph's part Dolph's booking yeah very stop start. Yeah. yeah. And I think Dolph knows that. He's very much your new Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. in that sense. I really hope that he gets the belt, which I don't think is going to happen, but I hope he gets the belt or he gets some sort of push soon. Yeah. Um, because he's just wasted. He's such a, a good wrestler. And yeah, I think the whole Kevin Owens, Dolph thing, they, they could push for, for a few weeks after Fastlane if they book it right yeah what I mean it's this kind of back and forth oh you have a match oh someone wins rematch someone wins again yeah so they've they've been going I mean there there is a lot of life in this feud but they have been like wrestling every single week since Fastlane pretty much yeah so they need to be careful with what they do Mm. yeah so the final Raw before Fastlane Owens 
one v belt back in a fatal five way match. I thought it was a good little match. Yeah. From what I saw, it's going to be Owens versus Ziggler for the championship at Fastlane. It's going to be what part four, I think. Yeah, four, four, five. Four or five. Yeah. This is the advantage of like just watching the pay per views. People like people complain about me like, oh, I'm not excited for this show at all. This is the same match we've been getting like week in week out. Like, I've not had chance to see the shows <laughs> in between. I'm 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 grand. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, there's there's some roles that you you kind of think I'm glad I watched that, but then there's mm. others where, um... oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then we get a recap of Chris Jericho destroying. Francesca, the New Day's trombone. Wood's reaction to this is great. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> I've not heard good things about Jericho messing about with New Day. No, no. I like New Day, but I just think that Jericho... Jericho's trying to go back to his old Ayatollah of rock and roller. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work with the New Day. No, no. De- definitely cool cool Uncle Jericho getting down with the kids yeah. not working for me. No. He, he, like, when he came up with that Honest Man character when he came back in, like, 2008, he made a big deal about not wanting to be a nostalgia act and, you know, fast forward to 2016, guess where we are, yeah. you know? It's, it's a bit disappointing. But anyway. Oh, Kyle! Don't you dare be sour! <laughs> the New Day come out without Xavier Woods, though. Their music is so shit. It, yeah, it very, yeah. It's just literally a hand clap. Give me something more, man. I don't know how how the New Day do it. I really don't. The the popularity level is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they're they're very they're phenomenal characters. They're very entertaining. I kind of got the sense quite recently though that their promos are getting longer and they're starting to say a little bit less as you go on. Yeah we'll get to that so yeah they've been in mourning over poor old Francesca and asked the crowd for a moment's silence but then a trombone noise interrupts and out comes Woods with Francesca too and Biggie and Kofi twerk along to New Day Rocks dance. Biggie dancing is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a lava lamp yeah don't don't ever stop dancing <laughs> yeah so Francesca too. Xavier Woods has replaced his trombone. I can't mourn forever. A brother's got needs. Biggie promises 2016 will be all gold, everything for New Day. But your titles are bronze. Yeah. <laughs> you the struggle with that. The crowd give him the what treatment eventually. It's kind of like a hint, like, come on, get one of it. Yeah, you get some points. Yeah. Uh, some guy on the hard camera is in a black t-shirt with a slogan thing he really got a jiggy to the new Dave Rocks it's like new Dave Rocks when the Utahs got announced to the ring they got announced as the tag team of the year Slammy Award winners which is another little wrinkle to this feud so the Usos have been injured for like half of the year they win because they're popular instead of the new day who were actually tag team champions for half of the year so yeah our second match is the tag team championship match the New Day, represented by Big E and Kofi Kingston, defending against Jimmy and Jay, the Uso twins. Like, two minutes in, the Usos hit Demolition's old finisher. 
Are there any like old finishes from back in the day that you really sad or get used really early on in matches now or get kicked out of lots? The the double DDT. Like I was a Cactus Jack mm. fan, and that gets used quite a lot early on. I just think Cactus Jack used to win so many matches with that, and now it, it's just just a move. Yeah. Please, please, someone bring that back as a finisher. And use it. And like super kick. Super kick could oh, just God. be a move. Super kick! That is definitely overused. Yeah. Have you ever seen a young box wrestle? No. Oh, you won't like it. <laughs> it's literally like two minutes into a match. Super kick! Like, you know how the Usos use like six or seven super kicks a match? Yeah. Double that and you'll get how many, you'll get what a young box match is like. They're very good athletes, but they don't know psychology at all. The illegal Uso clotheslines Kofi on the outside. Heelish. Biggie manages to tag. He posts Jay into the ring post and then jiggles on the outside. Love it. Please keep jiggling. Tornado DDT on the outside by Woods. The crowd chant for Woods to play Francesca and he refuses to do it to get some try and get some booze. Back in the ring, Kofi catches an Uso super kick with a weird leg trip thing and that allows Biggie to hit a big splash for two. Langston then gets a loose little dragon sleeper and plays New Day rocks out on Jay's chest. Love all those kind of spots. Woods finally plays Francesca, but he has to stop his little lure pack thing when Kofi's corner thingy got counted. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you ever hear of him most of the time. Hot tag to Jimmy! Simone drops for both men. He hits for Asalanche in the corner, so that draws comparisons to his dad. But then he, when he hits a whisper in the wing, JBL's like, ha daddy never hit that maggot! <laughs> Kofi sends Jay over the barricade and Biggie cuts off a superfly splash with a belly-to-belly suplex for two. Jay takes out Kofi by jumping off the barricade. Jimmy dodges New Day's finisher and the troubling paradise, then super kick! Jay tags in, hits a superfly splash and then suspiciously swaps the side he was covering. Like, hmm, there's going to be a spot here. And lo and behold, <laughs> Woods pulls foot on the rope. The finish was really, really good, I thought. Biggie blind tagged into the match, and one of the Usos was trying for a super fire splash, but Biggie caught him out of midair and hit the big ending for free. And some guy in the front row was just checking his phone instead of watching the end of the match. Cheers, mate. Yeah, so the winners, New Day, still the tag team champions at 10 minutes, 53 seconds. Cue Shawn Michaels level hip thrusting to celebrate. Love these guys. What do you make of the match, Carl? I really like the match. I like the Usos. Big fan of the Usos. Mm. I just think it's something to do with Roman that the Usos don't get the oh, push. The family connection. Yeah. Because the Usos should be champions. Yes, the New Day have the popularity, but I think even if they weren't champions, New Day would have the popularity because they could still do the segments and they could still do all the, the funny daft unicorn things that they do yeah. without being champions. So I think they need to just drop the belts and, you know, even to the Lucha Dragons, and I think that would be much better. But the, the match itself I thought was fantastic. There was a lot of really good spots. Mm. Xavier, as usual, pumping the crowd up. And yeah, it was a great finish as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really enjoyed this match again. Woods antics on the outside, always good. Big E, please keep dancing. That's money. Yeah, but to your point, the, the Usos are very much a tag team to exist as a tag team. Yes. But the, the twins, what are you going to do when you separate them? Like, you know? What's been happening since with both teams? So, the New Day 
uh, um, got outed out with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which was very, very fun to watch. Just The Rock coming back is fun to watch anyway. But The Rock against The New Day is brilliant. Yeah. Um, with the unicorn hats. But again, they, they have to go down the family route. The Rock comes out, so who has to come out? The Usos have to come out. Mm. I think they rely on The Rock too much with the family. If you if you push, I think that was the problem with Roman at the Rumble. You know, if if Roman had have won the Rumble without the Rock, mm. and then the Rock come out, it'd have been totally different. We'd have had a different landscape completely. And it's same with the Rock and the Usos. WWE feel that they need to push the Usos, so they bring the Rock out to go at New Day, New Day Clash. All right, let's bring the Usos out now. Boom. I just I, I feel they need they use the rock to push family members that they feel need pushing. Yeah, they're, they're definitely there's a lot of credibility to be gained being associated with the rock. Yeah. But yeah, they need to be careful how they use them. Since then the Dudley boys turned on them, so yep. Dudley Boys Dudley's healed are now healed. They don't use tables anymore. No. The new day win, they were right. <laughs> they saved the tables. I think they're much better as healed. The Dudleys mm. are healed. I hope we see a, a, a bully Ray character. Yeah, well, because like the promo they did on SmackDown where they explained themselves, they came out in street clothes, so a lot of people were excited, like, oh, is he, is he going to you know, turn a bit more like that? Yeah, Bubba's bully Ray was like easily the, the best heel in TNA for a good number of years. Yeah. Yeah, so a new day, so having survived The Rock, they're going to horse about with Edge and Christian at Fastlane now. See, Edge and Christian are easily the one of the best tag teams, comedy-wise. Mm. I don't know whether New Day can match that. <laughs> you, you, you don't want a kazoo versus trombone face-off again. No, no, that was embarrassing. We'll see how that goes. There's lots of rumours spinning around that they're going to use that to debut a new team. So they're going to have Edge and Christian endorse someone like Enzo and Big Cass something that would be interesting I'd like to see Enzo and Cass yeah move up they're a very good fit for the main roster right now I think they're very over with crowds and yeah and the, the whole mic entrance mm. I like that yeah because our truth does it ridiculously but our truth was it Road Dog and K-Quick two real G's they they were about yeah. to get rowdy yeah they did they did that and yeah it, it was good so yeah, they I need just, to do that more. I miss catchphrases in general, but mm. I'm not like, you know, someone from creative thought it up and Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so up next they recap the quote unquote biggest highlight reel in history where Reigns and Lesnar fought lots and the Wyatt family came out and interrupted. Did you see Jericho's outfit in that segment? Yeah. <sighs> State of it. Like a day or two after it was on WWE's Facebook page like oh Jericho's worn some wacky outfits which is your favourite I'm like not that one <laughs> good he's not got a good fashion sense anyway no again <laughs> cool Uncle Jericho is not not clicking here yeah this cues a Wyatt family interruption they're the four horsemen not those four horsemen the pestilence and whatever they've slaughtered the beast and the chosen one Jeff Jarrett? Where are they taking that? <laughs> and they will slaughter them all. Bray sings, he's got the whole world in his hands, then promises the apocalypse. Run! 
Yeah, third match of the night is the United States Championship match. Alberto Del Rio, the champion, defending against Callisto. During Alberto's entrance, they recap Barrett helping Del Rio avoid a dive and help him win the title on SmackDown two weeks prior. And then they go over Callisto got beat up by the League of Nations for SmackDown before. Byron calls them the League of Bullies. That's really creative. Yeah. What do you make of the US title getting hot-shotted around like this and this feud in general? The feud in general is good. I know we said before about Ziggler and Owens having their matches, mm. you know, three or four times, but the, the Rio and Callisto matches are actually enjoyable and really good to watch. But I think it's because they, they've wrestled so many times before, not even in WWE, but like everywhere else. Yeah. So I think they're just used to each other, and I think just the chemistry between each other makes it it's such a good match. I like Callisto, and I want him to do well. The problem is Sin Cara's back. Is that going to affect Callisto's push? I, I, I see kind of the Lucha Dragons as a shorter-term deal. So yeah. if they stick in with another luchador that's a bit more experienced with the way the company works, and then that'll be like the catalyst for him to push on. The next Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I really like Callisto. Do you like his little uh, Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it's like the start, the start of a match. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. pick me. <laughs> He's bouncing there with his little boogly boogly fingers. <laughs> Naturally, Alberto goes for the arm to start with. Callisto counters a corner 10 punch by literally kicking Alberto in the arse. Yeah, that's good. Then hits a tope to the outside. The crowd were pretty quiet to begin with. Lots of near falls from Alberto. Step up Enzigeri, snap suplex, tilt a world backbreaker, and his shit little top rope punch. What have you made of Alberto since he's come back? When he originally came back and they did that Mex America, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but since he's got rid of that, I do like Del Rio. Mm. And I think he just gets booked wrong. Like when, when he was world champion, he, he was good. Yeah. Since he's come back, he's he's not been booked right. Yes, he's got he's been given the belt, but Del Rio's an actual wrestler. He's brilliant. He just doesn't get the right booking. So th- these matches with Callisto are really showing how much of a good wrestler he is. But then when he does his segments, it's just oh, man. Yeah, he's he's not really a good promo for me. Did you ever see any of his stuff outside of WWE? Like in between him getting fired and coming back. Was it Triple A he went to? Yeah, he did yeah. some stuff at Triple A. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he was also, he, he did some dates with Ring of Honor and he was on Lucha Underground as well. Yeah. He had a nice little feud with Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison. Yeah. There some really good matches there. And he had this like intensity about him and this star factor about him. Like the people reacted to him really well in, in that little studio setup. Yeah. Something does get lost in translation, but he, he's still a very good wrestler, I think. Yeah, JBL again with his little anecdote. It's like, oh, Mexico were going to send him to the Olympics, but they couldn't afford it. But in kayfabe, Kyle, <laughs> isn't Del Rio a Mexican aristocrat? Yes. Couldn't he have paid for himself <laughs> yeah. to go? There's yeah. <laughs> <sighs> more harm than good coming out. Oh, the other thing I've liked about Del Rio since he's been back is he'll come out to the ring with his like heel Del Rio music. Like, yeah. And then, if he wins a match at the end, they'll have his, like, fake baby face samba, like, <laughs> do, 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 do. It's kind of like, you know, Mankind in the 
yeah. new generation era of two different music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I think that's a neat little touch. Hurricanrana on the floor by Callisto. Del Rio replies with a sick-looking lung blower, and Callisto has to get the ropes from the pin. He tries going for the mask, but Callisto fights him off and hits a flying dick to the face. Del Rio hits a kneeling superkick for two. Another superkick. Callisto counters the armbar and the exigiri and hits a tornado DDT, his corkscrew thingy, and the head scissors driver. And that gets a decent little lucha chant. Alberto comes back with his reverse superplex. I love that move. I yeah. love seeing him do that move. I was Del Rio, he's best when he's doing high impact stuff, I think. Oh, they totally botch a sunset flip thingy. Oh, it's a bit of a disaster there. Callisto dodges the double stomp and hits for Celine Del Sol, but it only gets two because Alberto got to the rope. Alberto drop kicks Callisto out of midair for two and exposes the ring turnbuckle. He tries to alley oof Callisto into it, but an overzealous Del Rio charges into it instead and Callisto hits a Salida Del Sol again and that gets three this time. And some guy in the front row in the brown shirt, he's just like half-hearted like lucha bounce, but he's got a very, very serious look on his face <laughs> like... Oh, man. The front row fans are the funniest. Yeah, like, yeah. watching them. Like, I still think of the Brock Lesnar win over Undertaker. That guy that... The, oh, the, yes. This show around the world. <laughs> like, he... That affected him. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Bore a hole for you there. <laughs> yeah, so the winner at 11 minutes 30, new champion for his second reign is Callisto. Did you enjoy the match, Kyle? I did. Like I said before, Callisto... I really like Callisto. Um, it's good that he's got the belt. I don't want him to lose it to Del Rio at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. I want th- this momentum to just keep going and going and going and going. Because they, they can move Del Rio on. That's fine. They, they don't book him right anyway. So just, yeah. just book him somewhere else. Can't he just feud with another cruiserweight? Because that would be good. Like even Sin Cara. Well, they've got this. Have you heard about the Cruiserweight Worldwide series coming up on the network? Yeah. Isn't that just like a an NXT thing though no it sounds like it's getting filmed at full sale and yeah. it's just like a one off tournament thing yeah. but it'd be interesting to see that kind of talent getting showcased in that way for yeah. once maybe the Cruiserweight belt is coming back yeah that's a possibility I, I quite like the match not as much as the other two I thought it was quite sloppy in places like they flubbed a few things but yeah like I said Del Rio when he does the high impact stuff is much neater much better yeah um um, yeah, they do work quite well together. This is going to benefit Callisto quite a bit. I think the hot potatoing of the belt beforehand harmed the interest in this match a little bit for me. If they'd have just had Cena endorse Callisto, leave it until the Rumble to give him the title shot, and then, right, he's the champion, it's nailed on. Yeah. I think that would have benefited them. Yeah, so like you implied, they've been feuding since then, and they're going to square off with the title again on the pre-show of the Fastlane pay-per-view. Which just completely takes the the championship. It it just makes it mean nothing. Putting a title belt on a pre-show. No. Surely surely the Edge and Christian show could go on the pre-show. Have Edge and Christian have some fun with New Day on the pre-show, put this legit match on the show. Because you just know there's going to be another two-minute WWE Network commercial that's going to hurt it. Yeah. Yeah, so since pretty much this time last year, we've seen this concerted effort to put more prestige back onto the mid-card championships. Which do you feel is coming off 
best at the minute. US are the intercontinental belt. Intercontinental, I think, just because of the talent that's holding it. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Pretty much since Brian held it, they put it on Ryback and then kind of worked for a little while. And then when it started to lose steam, they put it on Owens when he was still kind of hot. And it's been Owens and Ambrose trading it now. Putting the US belt on Callisto is definitely a, a bit more of a risk. I think if they book it right, though, and they book the right opponents, it that's going to benefit the, the belt yeah. more than... I think they could do with not having Del Rio pin Callisto in tag matches for weeks on end. Yeah. G- give him a bit of shine as champion. Give him a, some different title defences on television and stuff beforehand. That's about halfway. So it's like the Super Bowl. We'll have a halftime little music show. So, yeah, let's talk music instead. What, have you heard anything you like recently? I'm really, really, really looking forward to the 1975 album, which mm. comes out next week. Like... Anybody who knows me will tell you, for the past two months, I've non-stop been talking about the 1975, and I just keep playing the, the first album, like, non-stop in my car. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Uh, well, I'm on Monday. I'm going to see Savages at the Albert Hall, nice. um, and the support at Bone Ingen as well. I actually met them and did an interview with them. They're really nice guys. Yeah, it's like a Japanese psychedelic punk rock band. Yeah, so I've been enjoying their latest album, Adore Life. It came out a couple of weeks ago. Really good, really aggressive. Their most recent single from it, I really, really like. So this is what you get. Yeah. It's, so it's like non-stop I feel like I've been in a boxing match with a prize fight it's just the pace of it is really really good so yeah I'm interested in that show so good Right, back to the wrestling. So, we get a video package covering the feud for the Divas Championship match. It's very much like the NXT ones, where there's two sit-down interviews between the combatants. It covers the girls debuting for the whole Divas Revolution thing, Charlotte winning a title, and then Becky starting to take issues with her tactics doing it. The two had a championship match on SmackDown's USA season debut, but Ric Flair put Charlotte's foot on the rope when Charlotte was tapping out to disarm her. So then Becky had to goad Flair into another championship match. Yeah, what have you made of this feud so far? I've never liked Ric Flair. Like, 2002 onwards. So, like, Evolution, Ric Flair onwards, I've not liked. And just this whole feud with with Charlotte and... Just let the Divas fight. Why does Ric have to be there? Yeah, he, he is a bit of a hot dogger, yeah. isn't he? 
it's it's not needed. It's it's kind of you you're wasting Ric Flair, um, number one. But it's also it's bad on Rick because I think the fans are seeing that this is just ridiculous. Mm. Like, the, if this is the Divas revolution, just give it to the Divas. Why do we need Rick involved? Yeah, I, I've been very frustrated with the way Charlotte comes across as Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. That, that's how you're supposed to care for her. Like, she impressed me in NXT as an athlete and stuff. You no, know, she already earned my respect. I don't need her siphoning off her dad. Yeah. I do like these two from an in-ring standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, I've been... Becky, again, she... I can't quite remember a diva beforehand that's like elicited this natural sympathy. Really, she's very easy to get behind, and I like her ring work. And yeah, so I was looking forward to this. Um, since this whole divas revolution thing, do you think the women's division is better off than it has been, say, at this point last year? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't like the Bellas. So, anything without the Bellas is absolutely fine with me. Yes, Nikki and Bri are good to look at, <laughs> but as as in a wrestling standpoint and promos and segments, they, they're just not good. And Alicia Fox. <sighs> Have you ever, ever seen a scissors kick? <laughs> yeah. It's a disaster. <laughs> she kicks her in the kidney and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I'm not much of a fan of the Bellas either. Nick, Nikki's all right. She had some decent matches with Paige before they brought all the NXT girls up. But, yeah. I, I, we can do without their kind of segments. I wish. You died in the womb! <laughs> Go away with your subpar <laughs> level acting, please. Oh. Okay, so our fourth match of the evening is the Divas Championship match. Charlotte, the champion, accompanied by her father, sorry, Ric Flair accompanying his daughter Charlotte, <laughs> the champion, defending against Becky Lynch. Did you see as well, on the Titan Tron, Charlotte's name comes up. It kind of looks like it's in the inverted commas because yeah. it's got them like little <laughs> lines at the side. Yeah, lots of neat wrestling to start with. Becky got the first takedown, but Charlotte got the first knockdown. Charlotte rolls through, but Becky scores arm drags and targets the arm. See, I like this about Becky. She wrestles like she has a strategy and a game plan. And yeah. Psychology, Kyle. It's amazing. <laughs> Crowd are really keen on this match as well. A lot of let's go Becky chance. Becky kicks her off the apron and Charlotte hides behind her dad, but she still winds up getting clotheslined. And then we get the worst spot of the entire night for me. Kiss stealing! Woo! Nature boy! Forcing himself on Becky Lynch. That was awkward. I remember watching... And like at the point of watching that, just my whole body cramped up, and I was like, <gasps> "This is like parody, yeah. <laughs> full-on Ric Flair parody here." She's as young as my daughter, but I still got it. Woo! <laughs> no, quite rightly, Becky slapped him on as well. T-bone suplex back in the ring by Charlotte, and she maintains control with a European-style headlock and her figure-four head scissors thing, and bragging. That's why I'm the champ! Ah! Becky finally escapes with an electric chair. She tries to fire up, but her suplex gets blocked and we get a nice net breaker out of the corner from Charlotte. They trade figure four counters before Becky fires up with an exploder suplex and a pump handle suplex that gets two. 
The Dishammer gets countered into a roll-up. And then Charlotte hits a spear, but it only gets two and Ric Flair throws a fit outside, naturally. Becky turns a victory roll out of a corner into a cross-arm breaker, but Charlotte deadlifts out of it into a powerbomb for two. She then accidentally baseball slides her dad and she gets rolled up, but it only gets two. Becky locks in to disarm her. Ric Flair throws his jacket in the ring, so Becky naturally breaks and chats shit to Flair and gets hit with a spear again and that gets the three. So Charlotte retains in 11 minutes 41 seconds. I didn't like the finish in the match and the second half it kind of felt like a reader's digest of a good match. But it was a really, really nice opening stretch. It was really, really watchable. And Becky's just so easy to root for. What did you make of the match, Scar? Yeah, again, Becky's really easy to watch. I liked the match. I'm just not a fan of Charlotte. Charlotte in NXT was fantastic. Mm. But I think Ric Flair ruined Charlotte's matches. Because the whole Rumble match was, was brilliant. But the segments with Rick, like the whole... Rick getting with Becky and then wooing to the crowd and it's we don't need that we no. just go away let us just watch the Divas match and I think it'd have just been the Divas match without Rick it'd have been much better than you know it was yes it was a great match but it could have been much better yeah yeah I'm down with that yeah I mean I'm still quite a fan of Charlotte I think a lot of the match layouts they give her really harm her like before beforehand, like when she was feuding with Nikki Bella, there was a lot of sell forever, and then Nick for win at the end does them more harm and good. Yeah, but you know, still good wrestler. The important thing is the post match here. Yeah. So Charlotte starts beating Becky up and taunting her with the belt, but then Sasha Banks comes out. Oh, but boo! She kicks Becky out of the ring. It's like my spotlight, Becky. She plays friendly with Charlotte with the cool guy handshake thing. But it's a trap! She jumps her from behind and hits a bank statement. And then poses with the title after celebrating. Yeah, back to Charlotte. She did not sell this attack for anywhere near long enough. Sh- um, Sasha was still posing in the middle of a ring. And Charlotte's just like, oh, what's going on? That's here. <laughs> stay down! Stay down, <laughs> for God's sake. So, looks like we've got a triple threat coming up at WrestleMania then. It's looking like it. Unholy alliance at the moment. Yeah, Sasha's broken off from Team Bad now and has got Becky as her kind of backup in that situation. Yeah. So those two are going to tag together against Naomi and Tamina at Fastlane. As for Charlotte, she's got a little filler Total Divas advert feud with Brie Bella going on. Yeah, I'm much more excited about Becky and Sasha's match and Charlotte's. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard though that is Brie Bella retiring? She did an interview on Good Morning America with Daniel Bryan, and yeah, she, she suggested that when her contract runs out in the summer, she's yeah. not going to renew it because they want to start a family. So they're going to have little goat children. <laughs> little Billy goats. <laughs> of course, Bryan's retired since. I take it you'd seen the retirement speech as well. Yeah. Kev. It's a really sad situation, but you know, at least he's going to stay healthy now. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Daniel Bryan. No. <laughs> Sorry to say. No, um, no, no. <laughs> I'm not even going to do the, the yes chant. That's how much I, Oh, I wow. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I, I get why people like Daniel Bryan. Like, I, I don't have anything against Daniel Bryan. 
I just I, I don't like his matches. I don't. There's something about him that I don't actually. I don't know. I don't enjoy watching his his matches. And I think people. That's interesting. Yeah, and people forget that he did get fired when he first came in. Do you remember the whole NXT well, he choked. angle? Yeah. Yeah, spat on Cena, and it was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you fired. And then they brought him back. He calmed down. Like, his Ring of Honor, his Ring of Honor matches, absolutely fantastic. Mm. You know, they're they're brilliant, but I'm sorry. You, oh. Like, I'll let you do the Daniel Bryan testimonials. Well, I mean, <laughs> for, for me, like... I didn't really see a great deal of his Ring of Honor work. I just heard he has his reputation as this fantastic wrestler. And from what I've heard, like the way he's been working in WWE is very toned down compared to what he did on the independent circuit. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the tie choking thing, I've, he would have been fine if he didn't do the choking with the tie. Yeah. You know, telling John Cena, you're not better than me. That's just selling the angle. He just got too into it yeah yeah this is the thing about having your wife running for senate and stuff yeah. just touching on the the retirement mm. do we see what happened after that everyone came out yes and, and the the whole vince and titus yeah what was that about i was really weird i've seen clips of this I still don't quite know fully what's going on like why did titus have to pull vince back why did Vince get so aggressive about being pulled back? Yeah. Why is that unprofessional conduct? And now he's going to miss Mania. I mean, yeah. he's not going to have had a massive match at Mania. He'd have been in, like, what, the Andre the Giant battle royale. But yeah. still, he's going to miss Mania yeah. for... Like, there's got to be something underlying there that's that we don't know about. To do this in Black History Month as well, it's like... I've met Titus, he's a really, really nice guy. Yeah. And he does loads and loads of stuff for charity. Like when Cena was injured or on a break or whatever, he'd be the face of the charitable stuff. Yeah. He's really good at all that. I just don't get it. No. It's really weird. But I mean, back to Brian, I'm really not looking forward to them trying to siphon off all of his heat and stuff onto Brie. Yeah. Like she still does the yes kicks and stuff. No. You can't wrestle as good as Brian. Stop it. <laughs> so, it's nearly time for the main event. So, naturally, we get the Royal Rumble numbers package. We get a shot of Vince in his referee vest from that Raw match. <laughs> My God. The genetic jackhammer! <laughs> yeah, halfway through, all the stats turn towards Roman because they focus on the fact that his championship is on the line. They point out it's been 18 years since someone won two Rumbles in a row like he needs to. But he does have the most eliminations in one match with 12. So it's time for the main event. It's the one versus all Royal Rumble match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. As we knew beforehand, Roman Reigns is coming out at number one. The crowd don't seem really friendly here. Well, what do you make about the championship being in the line? On the line in the Rumble match? I just think that it, it changes the Royal Rumble completely. For better or worse? For worse, I think. Really? Yeah. Because normally you would get your, your title belt before the Rumble. Mm. So the the person who who won the title belt would be like, right, I know I'm at Mania. Yeah. And then the person who won the Rumble would be like, right, well, I know I'm against you at Mania. So instead of having 
the two matches we now have this this one match but we don't have we don't have our mania match at the end now i don't know whether they you know this year they just want to b- build it up a little bit more put it through fast lane and mm. you know two weeks before mania we get our main event but i don't know i i think that it, it did spoil it for me I'd, I'd prefer to have the number one contender be the winner of the rumble yeah i think in general they struggled to fill the time between yeah. the royal rumble and wrestlemania so by making the championship the focus of the rumble that allows them to do something about well, who's going to challenge it at the next month's event. Yeah. But no, I totally understand what you're saying. Like the Royal Rumble should be enough of an event in itself. It shouldn't be the championship. Yeah. I kind of feel like they're trying too hard to stack the deck against Roman here. A lot. I've seen a lot of people complain online about how the authority just hand things to Roman and that they flip between that and then going beyond to the other extreme it just doesn't quite work for me what do you make of Roman Reigns in general I like Roman Reigns mm. the ability in the ring is fantastic his athleticism is brilliant his entrance is amazing through the crowd mm. he's got no mic skills he's got no mic skills at all he's getting better you're just a slivering <laughs> slide of suffering sucking tash son yeah he's He's getting better. Like the the whole winding up Stephanie McMahon, I know to piss her off. I'm going to turn my back on her. Mm. You know that was brilliant. But when he, he originally came through and he won the rumble, you know we heard all these rumors about Vince had had to write, you know his scripts for him and and all these things. But yeah, I like him. I do. I really like him as well. He's gotten a lot better in the ring this past year. It was it did feel like a case of too much too soon with what they originally planned for him but yeah he's he's not face of a company material for me he's a very useful draw but no he, he he's not he's not well faceted enough to be like the figurehead of what the company represents and stuff number two Rusev Futria Rusev Bakshka is he uh, Russian or Bulgarian <laughs> oh yeah he's yeah but he, he's he's Bulgarian now he, he's, he's not a he's, he's always been Bulgarian he has even when he was Russian he had a Bulgarian tattoo on his arm yeah. <laughs> but you know we, we're not supposed to notice that no no he, he, he's definitely in the full Bulgaria colours and his tights now and stuff yeah. he's not a, he's, he's not feuding against America now <laughs> doesn't need to be so Cole runs through the people that they've eliminated on their debuts and then fluffs a line who will eliminate here tonight <laughs> what were you going to say there they also mention two superstars have won from the number one spot which is a backhanded way of you know acknowledging that Chris Benoit existed yeah. this is what I have here written verbatim for this opening bit Nice spin kick by Rusev, but that's through the ropes, not over them, you idiot. Spear, see you bye, fuck off. I was not a fan of them getting rid of Rusev like this, making him look like a big jabroni. But I, he is a big jabroni. I love it. He deserves so much more, though. I, I really like him. There's a lot of positives for Rusev. I think ever since he got paired with Cena, it's Cenaitis again. They're not interested in him anymore, and 
He's been given a pair of boots now. Well, he he hurt his <laughs> yeah he hurt his ankle at one point and like he medically needs. Them. <laughs> so with Rusev dispatched, it's time for number three to come out. What's that music? Why is the camera so tight around his face? What? Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's a phenomena. AJ Styles. Did mess that up. For directing, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes, because on the Titantron you see it comes, up, it comes up. I am phenomenal, and the crowd pops for phenomenal because yeah. they know exactly who it is. Then, but you just see like Roman looking confused, like. So it's great for the crowd, but for us watching it, it was like, well, we don't want to see Roman news. No, coming no. Out. Cole calls him a star around the world for acknowledging people are stars outside of WWE. Now, this is really interesting. Someone in the crowd has a P1 versus all sign. I loved that. There was quite a lot of AJ Styles signs, mm. which showed that they, they kind of went with the rumours. And they thought, you know what? AJ Styles is going to be here tonight. Can yeah. you imagine if AJ Styles wasn't there? And all these people have got these AJ Styles signs, just like, yay! No AJ Styles! <laughs> number 30 is Triple H oh it's not AJ Styles boo and Triple H sat there like oh I'm getting major yeah. heat here brother <laughs> yeah so uh, what's your impression of AJ in general like before he came to the company huge huge fan yeah yeah he was the only reason I watched TNA just to watch AJ Styles and I've seen a few of his matches in Japan I just brilliant finally He's back in the yeah. WWE. And I say back, I know he only had like one or two matches. Cup of but, coffee yeah. <laughs> in the big time, yeah! But yeah, he's, he's finally back. Hopefully he'll get the push that he deserves. Yeah, I've just... I've really enjoyed his work in New Japan. I've really enjoyed his work in Ring of Honor. I always loved him in TNA. Yeah, one of the last kind of big time names that hasn't really appeared in the WWE it's exciting to see him here it's interesting he went up to the main roster instead of going to NXT as well yeah I said this because Samoa Joe has done pretty much the same as AJ Styles yeah yet Samoa Joe has to drop down to NXT and not come up I think a part of that was like the hiring of Joe was specifically to boost NXT. NXT like yeah. they they didn't they initially didn't want him as like their guy. He was just going to be an outside guy that comes in, yeah. works a few matches, helps out everyone there, kind of like Rhino did. But then they made some T-shirts of his, and they sold really really big numbers. So they're like, fuck it, sign him up. Mm. And yeah, it's been paying off ever since. AJ went for the Styles Clash and Cole actually called it that by name. This is surreal. What planet am I on? Pele! He goes for the Styles Clash again and it gets countered with a Simone drop. Number four comes out. Look, it's Tyler! <sighs> Poor old jobber Tyler Breeze. Yeah. He does hit a nice kick on Reigns and the beauty shot on AJ, but he's tossed by both of them. I'm not impressed with how they've been treating Tyler Breeze, to be honest. No, it's it's just a, a great case of you've done well in NXT we'll move you up now you're on the same par as Bo Dallas and Neville yeah and it's like Tyler Breeze is fantastic if you work it down you have Shawn Michaels then you have Dolph Ziggler yeah and then you have Tyler Breeze They're like, they are the same people 
yeah, I think he's a fantastic hand. He deserves a lot better. I'm not saying he should be like world champion or whatever. No. He has his uses and it's certainly not what they're giving him at the minute. Like, you ever see him on Breaking Ground? Yeah. This guy just gets it, man. He's there talking to all the people first coming in. It's like, you know, think about how you get in the ring. Get a little wrinkle to you that people will notice. It's just He's on it. He's, he's such a wasted talent. And he takes homeless dogs. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, it's all round nice guy. <laughs> Number five is Curtis Axel of the Social Outcast. And he damn near knees AJ's head off. But they dispatch of him really quickly. Roman kicking his leg out of his leg. Like the old spot that his dad used to do. And AJ clotheslining him out. Number six, it's your cool uncle Chris Jericho. They tried to make him out as like a big favourite for this year's Rumble. And he didn't really do anything. No. Like, the, no, he, oh, he hosted the biggest highlight reel ever. And he scarpered when all the, <laughs> it all kicked off. Number seven, that's gonna be Kane. Line from Cole here. He calls him arguably the greatest performer in Royal Rumble match history. But he's never won a Royal Rumble match. No. Doesn't he hold the record for the most people eliminated? Ah, I have it here. In total, he has thrown over 42 people. See, that's an achievement. That is a very good achievement. He just needs to win it now. <laughs> he just, yeah. Well, no, he categorically doesn't well, need yeah, to win it. <laughs> who, who would you consider like, among the greatest rumble performers? Austin. Yeah. Rock. Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> yeah, at one point... No spoilers. <laughs> but no, uh, JBL at one point said that Triple H had the largest cumulative time inside the Royal Rumble match out of anyone. But I think he forgot that Curtis Axel was in for a whole entire year yeah. and he's only just got eliminated then. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd go with those names, really. John Cena, I guess. He's won another multiple winner. When he came out in 2008, the internet exploded. That was one of the like really all-time great surprise appearances in the Rumble for me. Yeah. State of Kane's wig, though. Please sort it out. He, he, he's good running wild at people. Number eight. Go dust. He bulldogs Kane and he power slams AJ. I thought, in general, AJ Styles was very generous, very giving in this match, bumping for everyone, taking all the big moves and stuff. Yeah, I think it, it's one of them. It's my first appearance, so I'm not going to... I'm going to give people the limelight mm. that's needed. Because you've got to be generous, aren't you? Yeah. You know. I guess it's a kind of pay-your-dues kind of thing as well. Yeah. New guy. Number nine is Ryback. <laughs> tra la 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 He uses CM Punk's running knees in the corner. Number ten to come out is Kofi Kingston of The New Day. This is a third of the way through here. Other than AJ turning up, not that much has happened, really. No. Oh, shit. AJ takes an absolutely huge back body drop from Ryback. Just massively up in the air and then he takes out Y2J with his beautiful springboard forearm I love that move number 11 <laughs> Titus pre-suspension he's decent clearing house as well a lot of people if you're really good at doing a hot tag you're really good at coming into the rumble yeah and he eliminates gold dust number 12 wacky R-Truth what's up well he clearly thinks something is up because he gets yeah. a ladder <laughs> and climbs it and he's like Where's the belt? <laughs> Kane tosses him quickly. K 
Kane nearly threw Kofi out as well, but Big E electric chaired him on the outside to save him, and they do a lap of honour around the ring. I loved it, I loved it. Yeah, he nicked some fans' coke in the front row as well. That's one of them things that you just know every year. It's like, right, what's Kofi going to do this Oh, year? yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a... This is a lot more fun. More of a fun thing than... Oh, whoa, really dramatic yeah. kind of thing. Morrison as well, hanging on to the barricade. is another really good one. Yeah. Going years back. You know for certain he's not going to win because they never give someone a spot like that that's so easy to mess yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, number 13 is Luke Harper, but never mind that. Here comes, not Mongo, Mr. McMahon and the League of Nations. They pull Roman out under the ropes and they assault him with their trademark kicks. Yeah, at some point, Jericho eliminated Kofi. Don't know quite when that happens because you're paying too much attention to the attack on the outside. Yeah. And number 14, Stardust came out, but they're still beating the shit out of Roman outside. Amazing running splash across all of the announce tables by Rusev. And then he hugs Vince like, I'm here, boss! And he takes a TV monitor home with him. <laughs> and he just walks back up the ramp. Did you see him on Twitter afterwards? Like, now I'm the TV champion! <laughs> What do you make of Roman getting taken out like this, though? I liked it. I It brings a little bit of, we can rest Roman. Yeah, Roman. <laughs> Bollocks is Roman working an hour match, you know. <laughs> That's the only way they could have done it, because it would have just got ridiculous of Roman starting at number one. You keep him in the ring, wait, you know, what's he going to do? Mm. Because everyone just wants to eliminate him. So it's just going to get awkward. So just get him out of the ring, get him to rest. <laughs> that, that's the only possible angle that you can go with. Yeah. It's an attempted sympathy getter, but the thing is, again, they're in front of a smart audience. They know he's just going to take a rest. Yeah. Number 15, Big Show comes out and eliminates Titus and Ryback. Number 16, Neville, and thank fuck he's here because he does some really nice spots. Like, the Roman attack is where the match really picks up, yeah. I think. So, Neville drop kicks Harper, Enzigiri Stardust, and it's a beautiful springboard Hurricane Rana to Harper. So, again, we're focusing in on Reigns going to the back, and Michael Cole is making a big fuss of him not using the stretcher. Like, oh, he's going to walk to the back. What a trooper. Like, you're still going to the back, though. If you can walk, you can wrestle. Get back in the ring. Your title's on the line. Fucking defend it. I was expecting a whole Mick Foley sort of you know oh like, hell in the cell yeah. keeps going back calling for punishment yeah yeah I don't think it did him any favours yeah the other thing about Nev as well he clings to the ropes like a spider monkey to stop him getting eliminated he's like <laughs> number 17 is Braun Strowman he easily breaks Kane's chokehold on him and eliminates him then squares off with a big show does his hugging sleeper thing and eventually eliminates him shows fuck got like stuck in the ropes Braun Strowman he's a bit green but it's really I've never seen I think it was like going all the way back to like when Kane first turned up he got really really pushed really really hard and as like this invulnerable guy but I think he's kind of exposed himself since then I don't know what, what you make of yeah it, well it's like um, like the big show said on the, po- on, his, on the podcast that he did with Austin is that they need to be careful with how they book Strowman yeah. Um, just because you'll end up being just like the big show. Mm. 
So they've just got to be careful. He's got good talent. You know, he's a big guy, but they've just got to be careful. Yeah, definitely. Number 18 is Kevin Owens, who's limping from his match earlier. Good, good. Good sell. Yeah. The crowd mark out when AJ and Owens start brawling with each other. AJ hits the Pele again. He hangs on well from when Neville tried to throw him out. And Springbog's back in looking for the clash. But Owens super kicks him and tosses him out of there. He waves AJ goodbye and tells him welcome to WWE as well. <laughs> Owens was the right guy to throw AJ out. Yeah. Yeah, what do you make of AJ's performance in general? Good start. Really good start. Mm-hmm. I think even if he'd, he'd have had a bad start, the fact that AJ Styles is in a WWE ring and can't the Royal Rumble, the, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, and his feuds with Jericho, that's that's a good start. Let's just hope that yeah. continues. That's a very good pairing. The Raw match, uh, kind of not there. It's not the disaster everyone says it is online, but it was decent enough start. Much better on SmackDown. I'm really looking forward to them um, fast lane now as well. I think just the shock value of AJ being in that match made you pay more attention to him. Yeah. So that even though it's barely scratching the surface of what he can do in the ring, but you know you appreciated everything he did because he's there. Number nineteen, the other IC title guy, Dean Ambrose, comes out and his shoulder is taped up. Even better, they actually act like they're knackered from a knackering match. Ambrose goes straight for Kevin Owens. Owens gets the better of it, but then even better, number 20. Oh, fucking Sami Zayn! Owens is fantastic selling this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like afraid, he's like frustrated. He's like, I got rid of you, you know. They brawl and it gets a huge reaction. Ole is everywhere. Owens tells him to go back to NXT. But Sammy reverses his little throw-out thing and eliminates Kevin Owens. Yes. Do you think it's about time we had Sammy Zayn on the main roster? Yeah, definitely. I heard a rumour we're getting them. Sammy Zayn and Samoa Joe on the <laughs> Monday after Mania. Now, I don't know how how much of that is going to be true, but they're both like getting this, this big push. And I hope that's true. Because I think Sammy's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I went to the um, the NXT show in Blackpool, mm. and it was fantastic. He's just a really nice, genuine guy. That yeah. You just think, do you know what? Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like again, in this world where they really struggle to figure out what makes a person good and favorable, he he's someone that like people naturally feel sympathetic towards, and they yeah. want to get behind. Yeah, he, he's easily the best baby face in the business at the minute. What on earth is this? Jericho and Harper team up trying to eliminate Zayn. It's every man for himself, not one for all. You know. <laughs> Number 21, Eric Rowan comes out. Nice backbreaker on Neville. He hangs on with one hand, loved it. But then Harper just closed, lines him out, and he crumples off the apron and gets eliminated. The Whites then eliminate Stardust and target Jericho. Number 22, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. He gets slammed by Braun and all the Whites throw him out collectively. So they're keeping track here. That's one of the pre-show winners. He's out in like 60 seconds. Yeah, Harper and Braun team up on Zayn to eliminate him as well. Then they target Dean and we get this massive telegraph from Cole. I don't see any help coming out anytime soon. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. So guess who's out at number 23? 
Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so this is where officially the Rumble relocates from Orlando to Suplex City. German to Rowan, belly to belly to Harper, and he levels Strowman with a clothesline. Oh, sod you, mate. Uh, he eliminates Roman. Strowman actually gets to block one of Lesnar's suplexes, though. That's a big yeah. plus for him. Mm. Number 24, Jack Swagger immediately gets f 5 and eliminated. <laughs> so, there's your two pre-show winners. They've lasted collectively, what, all of two minutes. There's your plugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brock knees the bejesus out of Strowman. He must not have enjoyed like how green he is or something. Like struggled moving him about. Number twenty five is the Miz, who wisely decides to join commentary rather than go to Suplex City. He keeps looking at me like that. I'ma take Suplex City into Misney World. <laughs> sure you are, Miz. Sure you are. More suplexes, including a really big German on Dean. The crowd got a little bit quiet around this point. I guess they're just in awe of Brock or something, but. Yeah, I, I think it was just expected of what Brock was going to do, so maybe it, it just levelled itself out. Like You got the peak of Brock coming in, mm. but there's only so many ass-kickings that he can take, and people are like, right, we need, you know, we, we need someone to fight back against Brock now. Yeah. He clotheslines Harper out. As number 26, Alberto Del Rio, just foolishly lets Brock front face lock him. He like goes in for a double leg and starts rabbit punching his side. Like, Fuck you! Wrenches his neck. Idiot! You're an amateur wrestler. You should know better than that. Lesnar builds up head of steam and eliminates Strowman. Oh yeah, Brock was going to eliminate Del Rio, but Dean Ambrose saved him. Yeah, I noticed that. What is this about? If they'd have done some kind of like follow up where they both went after Lesnar. I've kind of been okay with that. Like, I suppose the theory is he can help me get Lesnar out, but... Yeah, they didn't follow up on that. No, they didn't follow through at all. The mapping in the whole match was, was quite terrible. Mm. Another telegraph from Cole. Lesnar has wiped out the entire Wyatt family. Oh, I wonder who's going out next. <laughs> oh, number 27, Bray Wyatt. The crowd actually get quite excited for Bray and Brock being on their own. Yeah. Jam on to Bray. He goes for the F5, but Harper super kicks him off. Bray hits his sister Abigail. What are you waiting for? Get him out! The entire family dumped Brock out. It nearly went over on his head. It looked pretty dangerous. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so Brock gets eliminated and then just walks off. What the hell? You'd be pissed. Yeah. Like, Brock's character as well. You, you you would go back in there and you would just eliminate everyone. Oh, yeah. Again, that was, there was just another bad... A bad sell. Yeah, it's a very ordinary use of Brock here. He's this really big special attraction. Yes. Yeah. He, he had quite a nice spell, but the follow-up just didn't work for me. Number 28, Dolph Ziggler comes out and then Miss sneaks in and hits the school-crushing finale on him. Yeah, Brock's gone now. Yeah. It's safe. <laughs> Number 29, Sheamus. But before he can enter the ring, he gets Superman punched by a returning Reigns. Reigns eliminates Miz. And then Del Rio. Yeah, just gone. Do you think this is the right sort of time for Roman to come back? I think he could have come back a little bit earlier. Yeah, he could have come back a little bit earlier. Yeah. I'd have liked to have seen a Brock Roman stare down. Yeah. 
I mean, again, WWE can only focus on one thing at a yeah. time. They wanted to try and establish the Wyatts and Brock had a thing going. Yeah. Bit of a shame. Dolph nearly throws Roman out and it gets a huge pop. Like, you know something's going wrong there. Yeah. Mid-card treading water guy nearly throws out your main <laughs> man and they're like, yeah, fucking do it, Dolph, yeah. He gets Superman punched for his trouble. Yeah, there's only one man left in the rumble. <laughs> I wonder who it's going to be. <laughs> oh, number 30. Triple H is coming out because of course he is. I have here written, somewhere I bet Kyle is marking out. <laughs> the best feeling ever. <laughs> <laughs> Where does his water go when he throws it away? I've never thought of this. The guy catches it. <laughs> It's like the reverse of the guy throwing Austin yeah. Pierce. It's like Wimbledon. Like <laughs> the ball boy. Remember <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. holding their hands up for another one ready for him. There's a fuck ton of sell of stalling here. Staring at each other for ages. Yeah. Come on, get on with it. You hate each other. Pedigree a Diggler, Spear a Bray. Then they finally start attacking each other. Pedigree gets hurt, as does a Simone drop, and Seamus nearly tosses Roman out. This cues a big finisher buffet. Bro kick to Dean. Uranagi to Seamus. Massive, massive lion salt to Bray Wyatt. It's impressive how far Jericho can get across the ring with that. Yeah. Uh, zigzag to Jericho. Triple H desperately hangs on when Dolph nearly super kicks him off the apron. He gets fame acid, but then dodges Dolph's charge at him to eliminate him. Ooh, the crowd sounded quite interested when Bray and Triple H faced off with each other. So, c- come on, Kyle. The mark of marks of Triple H. <laughs> that was an instance of a fresh guy that we'd never seen Triple H face before getting a little bit of a rub. Who do you, who would you like to see Triple H work with in the future? I think, I think Bray mm. would be fantastic. I think the authority against the flock... Or can I, can I say the flock... What, what thing for, for buzzards? <laughs> yeah, the buzzards. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. Mm. Maybe a face turn? For, for Who would go face? I think it'd have to be Triple H just because Bray's over anyway. Mm. So it doesn't matter, face or heel. Yeah, I think Triple H against Bray would be a huge, huge hit. I mean, for me, Triple H against anyone's. Uh, you know, for me, it's just amazing. So, this is a Triple H versus the entire <laughs> roster. Guess who's going over? Yeah, uh, initially, there was little teasings of a Triple H versus Rollins match. That yeah. obviously can't happen because Rollins is injured. I'd love to see that in the future. I think Triple H ha- does have a lot to give in the ring still. It's like a one-off like attraction and stuff. Like, look back to his match with Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> check Triple H out. He's going to try and pretend he can out-wrestle Bryan. And they were great in that match. They worked really well together. They gave as good as each other. I think people forget. I mean, I'm, this is not me sticking up for Triple H at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. People forget that Triple H doesn't mind getting people over. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... They think, oh, he's the big big boss you know he's he's not going to want to let people pin him you know he was the one who dropped the title to to Jeff Hardy you know it, 
as long as the fans like it, you know, he's fine. Like, when when Rollins comes back, surely, surely to God, Rollins is going to come back as a face. That'd be the most logical for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can see Triple H going over for Rollins because it's the it's best for, for business. business. <laughs> like, so I, yeah, I, I dig Triple H. I always dig Triple H. Oh, yeah. This is my my favourite bit of the podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, it's your moment, Kyle. <laughs> Probably. Um, some of his stuff on the mic does more harm than good sometimes. Like, remember before, when he was challenging The Undertaker the first time, I was like, there is nothing left for me to do yeah. anymore. <laughs> Big massive slap across the face of everyone on the roster. Like, oh, so all of these new guys are worthless to you. Fuck off. I do have one bit, one bad thing to say though. Yeah. I don't like a champion that doesn't wrestle. Yes. Yeah. What What is that about? Like, yes, I don't mind Triple H's got the title. Fantastic. Brilliant. Way. Poor spoilers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but defend it. Mm. It's like yeah. it was the same with Brock. When Brock had the, the title, he disappeared for a month. Yeah. Why? Yeah, we'll get into that. So, Triple H suggests that him and Bray team up on Roman, but Bray refuses. Pedigree almost gets counted to his sister Abigail, but Seamus bro kicks Bray off and helps Triple H dump him out. So, it took two men to eliminate Bray, but do you think that's the right way to get rid of him? Like, he's the guy that just slayed Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, it was the wrong way. It was it was definitely the wrong way. Do you think need more people or not more people? I just think that the the way that they did it. I think if if you were going to eliminate Bray because of the way that you eliminated Brock, it should be maybe Brock comes back out, Bray turns, they throw him over mm. or something like that, you know, to to get him to get him out in that sense. I just, I don't know. It was a bit cringy getting Bray out that way. Anticlimactic? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, well, spoilers again, he did get eliminated <laughs> by the eventual winner. Yeah. You know. yeah. Reigns nearly got Triple H and Sheamus out all at once and Jericho stands on the top rope forever. He's waiting to punch Dean. What are you doing, you idiot? Don't climb the ropes in the rumble. I was begging for someone to just knock him off. Pedigree gets countered into a Walls of Jericho attempt, but Triple H kicks it off, only to eat a code breaker. Come on, baby! And then almost immediately, Dean eliminates Jericho. <laughs> so we're down to our final four. It's the champion Roman Reigns, the COO Triple H, the intercontinental champion Dean Ambrose, and Sheamus. Big dropkick to Sheamus by Dean, but he eats a bro kick in reply. A second one gets low bridged, and then Roman Reigns punches Sheamus off the apron to eliminate him. And then immediately, Triple H sneaks from behind and eliminates Roman. Crotch chops all round. Suck it, suck it, suck it. So, ooh, that means our final two are Dean Ambrose and Triple H. I'm, I'm liking the feel of this. I thought this was quite a smart thing to do. The smart fans would always favour Triple H if it came down to him and Roman. Yeah. Pair him off with Dean they'll start to hate Triple H more as intended. Yeah, and Dean's lasted a really long time in this match as well. Dean did really well. 
Yeah. I mean, like, as far as like MVPs of the entire night goes, these two shifts he's pulled here do him a lot of good. Ambrose bites Triple H. Lots of let's go Ambrose chants from the crowd. Triple H hits the face breaker and Dean does the rebound. Lariat thing. Cole called it the wacky line. No, not having that. Not having that at all. Bugger off. I, I, the fans love that, but I don't like it. No. Too hokey? Yeah, it just, (laughs) this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's too fake. Hmm. Now, I know people will go, yeah, well, wrestling is fake. But, it's, if you're going to Irish whip someone, they're going to bounce off the ropes. They're mm. not going to go, oh, hey, I'm back. It's, I mean, a lot of the time, it's like he's got been dazed by someone's punch. Yeah, I So, know, like, he's yes. rebuilding momentum. No. No, I get, I get what you mean about, like, fake-looking things. Like, anything that requires a lot of cooperation. Yeah. Like, Del Rio's using this double stomp thing. I hate that because the guy has to like grip the ropes and stay yeah. vertical to like make a target for him. No, that's that's not for me. And like really big Tower of Doom spots annoy me as well. Like when there's like seven or eight guys all doing one massive suplex. It's like, no, that never happened. No. Yeah, Dean nearly throwed Triple H out uh, from a pedigree counter, but he dramatically hung on to the apron. And back drops Dean Ambrose out. So your winner, Triple H, the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion for the 14th time in his second Royal Rumble victory, wins the match in one hour, one minute and 44 seconds. Need I ask, what are your thoughts? <laughs> the greatest. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, the, the Royal Rumble, up to the point of Triple H coming <laughs> was, was okay. Um, I, I mean, it's like you said, some of the spots that they did, they messed up. Yeah. They messed up quite a lot. AJ Styles, fantastic, great to see. I didn't expect to see Sami Zayn. No, so no. again, that was, that was a huge plus. The whole Brock thing, they could have done more with. Mm. I just think Brock's a wasted character in the Rumble. He shouldn't be in the Rumble. Yeah. Because they use Brock as this monster, this uncontrollable, like, ball of fury. Well, surely if he comes into the Rumble, he's just going to beat everyone up. Mm. I, I don't know. You just wouldn't use him in the Rumble. Made him too strong, really. So yeah. I mean, like, everyone loved him just beating the crap out of Cena at SummerSlam and stuff, but still, you know, he's got to have a comeuppance at some point, I guess. For me, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was pretty uneven, but it was a really marked improvement over last year's Rumble. A little bit dead in the early going. There was only really AJ and New Day's antics that kept uh, kept me interested. I thought things picked up around about the attack on Roman Reigns and Neville coming out. The Intercontinental title guys pulling double duty. Loved that. Loved them. Nice seeing Zayn turn up little story for why it's been dominant and stuff. Brock tossing people around, yeah, it's quite good. I thought it was nice to have Dean close out the match for Triple H. I'm not interested in seeing Triple H as a champion. I don't think he needs it. No, uh, he doesn't need it, but he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> why give it to him if he didn't? Because oh. he is the greatest champion of all time. He's the game. And if you're not down with that, <laughs> I've got two words for you. 
burial squad. <laughs> yeah, back to your point about, so we were talking about the title being on the line in this match. I thought it helped the match in general because the surprise people are a lot less like novelty value. It wasn't like JBL coming out and glad handing for the crowd or yeah. Road Dog and you know, anyone that isn't conceivably going to win the match. I thought the surprises were very creditable. Some of the biggest performers in the match. So the Iron Men in the match, guys that lasted the longest. So number five was Luke Harper. He lasted 23 minutes 40. Then AJ lasted nearly half an hour. Dean lasted nearly half an hour as well. Jericho lasted for a good 50 minutes. And technically the Iron Man was Roman Reigns. He lasted 59 minutes 50 seconds. But, you know, half of that he was having a kip. Yeah. Uh, lots of people were saying they would have liked AJ Styles to have lasted as long as Jericho did. I mean, for me personally, he lasted half an hour anyway. It was yeah. a very credible performance. They needed to avoid him being in there when the Wyatts were massacring people and Brock was suplexing everyone. And, you know, I think Jericho's role in the match being in that long was more about, like, directing traffic, making sure people were in the right yeah, places he, and stuff. he was your, your referee, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So, yeah, I was happy the way things are. Uh, as far as eliminations go, number five was Luke Harper with four, two of which were joint. Triple H eliminated four people as well. One of them was joint. Brock Lesnar on four. And then the top two were Strowman and Reigns. I've edged it to Roman because only one of his was joint with someone else. Yeah, so we mentioned earlier AJ and Y2J have been feuding since. Miz is a little make-weight. That's been a pretty interesting rivalry. I've enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to their match at Fastlane. Since the Royal Rumble, the White family have been killing time, taking out Kane and Big Show and Ryback. They could get their revenge at Fastlane. They've got a six-man tag team match coming up. Kind of feels like they've been treading water a bit without Brock. Like, yeah, they're getting a bit stale. Mm. It worked, as I said before, they're, they're like stuck in mud. At yeah, the moment. they just need to maybe come off television for maybe two weeks or so, you know, and then just come back out full blown. I don't think they've they've got a good rivalry with anyone. They don't have a ministry to the corporation. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing about having one big stable. Like, when it was a Shield, you had these, like, super teams like, for all these three-on-three matches. but nobody really stepping up that no. much against the Wyatts. Like, these these guys that they're facing at Fastlane, we've seen them get taken out, and we assume they're going to lose again. Yeah. Not much drama to it. Yeah, and the big one, the main event for Fastlane, so after, quote-unquote, impressing the authority, Brett Lesnar, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns are going to go at it in a three-way match. The winner gets to face Triple H. Sorry, the winner gets to lose against <laughs> Triple H in WrestleMania 20, uh, uh, See, 32? Yeah, 30, 30, yeah 32. Yeah. Sorry, um, WrestleMania Lone Star. <laughs> I've got a problem with that main event. Yes. Okay. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns worked to get into the main event. Mm. They had to go through all the challenges and through all the things that got thrown in front of them. When it got to the end of Raw, um, they came out and made the announcement and you know it's like oh right okay so they're going to face each other at Fastlane why is Brock Lesnar in it? he never got his one on one rematch from losing the title at Wrestlemania 31 I just that's the only thing I could think of but then if Brock loses we still not got his rematch no yeah (laughs) fair point 
I take more issue with Roman, to be honest. The authority are like, oh, you've got to impress us to get into this match. You just... You put him in this big, long Royal Rumble match to get the championship off him. Yeah. Now you're letting him back into the title <laughs> picture here by just saying, oh, yeah, that impressed me. You're in. You might face Triple H <laughs> next month if you win this match. Like, If you don't want him to be champion, stack the deck a bit, you know? Yeah. So that didn't sit well with me. I'm looking forward to the match, though. Can you see anything other than a Roman Reigns win? No, it's got to be Roman. Yeah. It's got to be Roman. To get Lesnar out of it, someone's got to got to take Lesnar out. Mm. Whether it be the Wyatts, I don't know. Because how how can you convincingly put over Lesnar without it looking ridiculous? Because he's, he's beat the hell out of Cena. He's yeah. beat the hell out of Triple H. He's beat the hell out of Undertaker. Yeah. He's going to lose in a triple threat. Like it, it's, He'd lose and not get pinned. But the, how are you, this is going back to our last man standing. How are you going to keep him down, down yeah, long for that enough? long? Yeah, but that, yeah, that is the one sticking point of Brock Lesnar's booking. Yeah, uh, back to what you're saying about you don't like the champion not defending. Like one thought I had was maybe they could have given Triple H had like a filler title defense at Fastlane instead. So like Dean's performance at the very end. I thought maybe they could have done like an Ambrose Triple H title match yeah. and then give Roman this massive, massive obstacle to get to the main event yeah. like, other than what they've done here. Like get past the, the pet, if you will. Yeah. Like Lesnar's the pet. I feel like Anakin Skywalker when he falls down the pit. <clears throat> Use Brock as the, you know, you got to get past this. Brock will make a very good Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <answer. laughs> Would Heyman be like Jabba the Hutt or something? Yeah. yeah. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Suplex City. Ho, ho, ho. Overall, wrap things up. What did you think of the show in general? Seven out of ten. I'm going to go maybe a bit higher than that. I thought it was one of the most consistent shows they've had in a good long while as far as the in-ring stuff goes. None of these matches was a dud or anything I think my least favourite match was the US title match to be honest but that was still a very very credible match that would be like a really solid high point on another pay-per-view that wasn't this strong well, it's a great start to 2016 definitely yeah any standout performances for you? I <laughs> know <laughs> you're going to say it <laughs> Um, yeah, he uh, came in at number 30. <laughs> He's now stuff. the champion. Yeah, Triple H did very well on the Royal Rumble 2016. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> my, like you said, Ambrose, I thought he was fantastic. He, yeah. he, you know, I'm not a fan, like I was saying earlier, I'm not a fan of his gimmick at the moment, but he put two shifts in. You know, the, the last man standing match was great. Yeah. And for him to last all that time in the Rumble. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Him and Kevin Owens pulling double duty. Uh, last man standing match was the best night of the ma- match of the night for me. Mm. And then again, they added a great deal to the rumble match at the end as well. So, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to check the show out. It's the first month of the year, and already I think that show has been better than anything in 2015. Yeah. Okay, so that will about wrap it up for now. We'll see you later. Maybe going over fast line, I guess? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that'll be the next one. We're on fast lane. We may be in the college studio the next time we do this. We may have a lovely plush environment. Not, yeah. ve- not very, you know, it's nice and homely. <laughs> 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 we, we, we may be in a professional environment being unprofessional. <laughs> okay, that'll wrap it up. We'll see you next time. Yeah, links and things. Uh, look out very soon for the Director's Cut edition of this podcast. Uh, head to ayatollahrockandroller.blogspot.com and we'll see visual references and links and stuff to enhance your listening experience. Follow us on Twitter at TNW Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud. We'll be with you really soon, hopefully. So, it's goodbye from Kyle. Yep, bye. And goodbye from me. See ya.